Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. children of all ages welcome to another crypto maniacs podcast a little delayed sorry i was i was just taking part in hive chat guys um a fun little weekly event where i got to ask some questions to the hive community on twitter and they responded to me and i did my best to catch up but um my time management is suffering greatly um task what about you do you um do you hive chat do you uh no no I, I'm very limited in my Twitter, and basically my Twitter is now, I think, being relegated to making fun of Belimo and Brian. Um, Speak- think- <laughs> Speaking of making fun of Brian, oh, hey, Brian, how you doing? Yeah, we've been going back and forth on Twitter, but I, actually I'm looking forward to the show because uh, Brian, of course, is a, a regular contributor to the show. He's on frequently. He's doing a lot of great stuff uh, with two projects. Uh, actually, personally for me, I, he, he pushes value for value and, and talks about that. In fact, that's a, the username on Twitter. But personally for me, I'm more excited about Podping as opposed to value for value. That's just just my thing because I think Podping is being inserted as a protocol for this rewriting or recreation of the podcast industry, which I'm sure Brian will get into. But I did want to start this off because I know we're time constrained, Brian. We're doing this early because Brian has to run. But I did have a question for you that's tied to value for value. And I saw this tweeted out by somebody, and I didn't notice if you replied to it or not, but there was some some uh, venture capital funding. They raised like, I don't know, three or four million dollars for lightning as a service. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, what the hell is that? Because if you have a cost effective payment system, why the hell do you need something as a service? Can you explain that to me? Actually, I can, because... Uh, funnily enough, that it's a company in Israel called Breeze, uh, who I know quite well because uh, the guy who runs it, Roy Scheinfeld, he's one of the the he's one of the main sort of starting points that got lightning into the podcasting value for value chain. Uh, and his, I've I've talked a lot about the podcasting players that play podcasts while streaming sats back. And you guys get a few sats uh, for your podcasts, which I see go through from time to time. Well, one of the very first podcast players that did that was Breeze. But Breeze it wasn't a podcast player. It was a, it was actually, it's not a wallet. It's a lightning, It's it basically is a lightning node in your phone, which is actually a very technically impressive feat. But they added podcasting to their lightning software. Whereas almost all the others, like Fountain and Curiocaster and Podverse, they are apps that have added some Lightning functionality. And they do that by using a Lightning service provider. Um, and there are a few of these companies that have built a business about providing services around Lightning. And in fact, I use one called Voltage, who give me my node. I mean, essentially, it's just a server. but there's a there's an advantage like like a lot of hive witnesses are run by privex there's an advantage privex share some of the resources around running a, a witness so i get a, a node from voltage which is a better deal for me than if i were to just rent a box on the node and run a lightning box anyway long story short but yeah, they've, they seem to, they announced today that they've raised a few million dollars, which is very nice for them. And in fact, I'm invited to talk at an event in Tel Aviv on Christmas Day, which Israelis tend not to even know is Christmas Day. But uh, December the 25th, I'm giving a talk about value for value uh, in podcasting to 
uh, it's the Bitcoin embassy. So it's a bit of a Bitcoin uh, maximalist stronghold. Uh, you can buy a beer with lightning, which I did last time. Uh, and um, anyway, I'm talking to them and I might just mention Hive. We'll see. I'll slip it in and see if I get away with it. You know, I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it. <laughs> He said he'd he's slipping in to a uh, to to a a Bitcoin maximalist stronghold. No, no, and Brian, the idea of slipping in is pulling out a baseball bat and hitting him in the face. (laughs) It's 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 not like you're on like this secret mission or something. It's great, man. Like infiltrating (laughs) the stronghold. But but yeah, so I'm not gonna go. I mean, you know, I've got some very strong feelings on the direction what happens to anybody who takes venture capital money uh and we'll see look breeze I'm, they're, they're, it's a good good bunch of guys they're they're doing that what they're trying everybody who's in lightning is trying to get around the fundamental issue which is that the thing only works when you have a server so everybody is trying to find ways to start up and stop a server in an instant so that it can process a transaction and go back to sleep there is a 16-year-old in the UK who's got some fancy software that hasn't been released yet uh, who says he can do something like that. Breeze, Breeze manages some kind of trick like that with your phone. Uh, I don't know what they're building to, I don't, to, to the degree, but essentially it will try and make Lightning look like what we have on Hive. <laughs> I, you send money and it gets there and you don't have to worry about liquidity and nodes and channels and all the stuff basically I manage on a day-to-day basis. Every single day I have my node. I've got I don't know, about eight or nine active channels. Uh, some of them are going to the wallet of Satoshi. Some go to Mun Wallet and I watch the levels. If if they get too far out of balance, what I do is I change the routing characteristics and I try and encourage someone else to send some money through my node, which moves sats from one place. It's it's an active job managing a lightning node. And what they're going to try and present is that you just have one and you don't care. And fundamentally, as I've said all along, one of the biggest problems... Uh, problem is sort of too strong a word, perhaps, but... It's all about liquidity, i.e. my node can only receive as much Bitcoin or half as much Bitcoin as I have invested in my node. So I put Bitcoin into my node in channels. And when I send that out and it sits on the other side, that's how much I can receive. So I don't know. I think at the moment without looking, I think I've got about 20 million sats total 22 million of which about half 11 million is the total that i can receive but the the actual number is even lower because some of those channels very rarely send any money to me so it's like it's 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 not the same you know any one of us with our hive account can receive as much hive as there is or as much hbd as there is because it's a blockchain system um and we don't actually have to think about that. Lightning's not like that. But but it does some things. I I think it's going to do some things very well. And it is going to beat for small payments uh, and you know moderate sized payments. It, I think it's it is going to work <laughs> like the like the, the credit card system. Now, value for value. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll loop right back into why you're here. You have a proposal up, but as much as you're talking value for value, you're you're doing some very interesting things with Podping. And one of the one of the things that I noticed and uh, I I think it's valid to bring it up. I I saw a tweet. I think it was a tweet. Maybe it was a blog post you put up. I forget where you cited it. But you said basically 15 percent of all podcasts now are received using Podping, basically the updates, the indexing that you send out the RSS or, or the URL, excuse me, that you send out via Podping, about 15% of all updates are now through Podping. So this is becoming a significant, I mean, 15% is, is a pretty big amount. 
my my two questions to you is is first off, how many podcasts have you uh, processed? Is it ten thousand? Is it four million? Uh, do you have that stat? And and just to give people an idea, and how many are they processing a day? Is it three thousand, five thousand? Because there's a lot of podcasts out there, like you said, every three speak video is now a, a podcast. And the second thing that I wanted to, to, to say is that 15, I guess I got three questions. Is that 15% still accurate? Has it gone up? And the third thing is you mentioned last time, and I haven't really seen much about it. Maybe I missed it. You are working on something with notifications or live streams being notif notifications about live streams. Where does that stand? Okay. Um, let's see. Uh-oh. You want me to share that or? Uh, yeah, shit. Can you share? Yeah. My. Let's see. I don't know. Let's see. This might be too ambitious. I could just talk this through. As my browser throw. Uh, damn it. My page is blown. Nope. That was not a good idea. No. <laughs> That was definitely not a good idea. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's, his his browser froze. <laughs> I I I think the Bitcoin Maxis infiltrated him just now. I'm back. <laughs> we'll we'll give up on that. I won't share my screen. Um Okay. But I did do a video and now I'm on the right. Woohoo! I've moved. Um Sorry, I've screwed everything up tonight, haven't I? Uh, I did a video actually with um, with ePodcaster, uh, yeah, uh, and that 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 I showed a lot of stuff behind the scenes. But basically, numbers wise, we're doing I don't know three, four, how many? I, I that okay. I'm going to try and pull that up, and we'll see if that. I'll just look at it, and I won't <laughs> try and share it. Um, we are doing, let me see, in the last total IRLs, we do, yeah, we do about, we do them a thousand an hour pod, uh, uh, podcasts, um, 20,000 a day, something like that. Uh, we, we, that, that's actual podcasts that announce an update via Podpink. Uh, and it's um yeah it's great it is growing we've got we've got new one of the things that happened was that uh, two the two main wordpress blog plugins which are used for uh podcasting blueberry and seriously simple podcasts both of those now update to podping we've got um uh, there's a there's a work underway there's a plugin for peertube called uh hive tube i think um and uh, the guy ken behind that he is busy he's he's got podping working for that and he's also working on that other thing i told you about which is the live notification um so pop popping is just running and it is it's running really reliably we made a, a big update to the back end software we went to a version two which again very few people know need to know that that happened and it happened seamlessly we didn't we you know from one second to the next there was no dropout in pod pings happening um and and you know i i'm continually looking uh i'm gonna just look up now and see over the last hour uh it just it's just boom 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 it's running all the time yeah we we sent out one thousand seven hundred and seventy six uh, URLs in the last hour, uh, and that was up 143 from the hour before it. It it just it just works. Um, live notifications that is ready, and the back the, the 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 upgrades we did at the back end were to support were to make it easier to support this live notification thing. What that is is so let's take the example of PeerTube uh, and the the high version of it that Ken's working. You're going to be able to go live on HiveTube, and when you press go live, the software of, of 
Peter Tube, Hive Tube, will put something in your RSS feed that says, okay, this show is now live. It's, it's not like a static show you're going to download later. It's live now. Here's a link to the the stream. And then it will send a pod ping saying live item has gone live. And then there's two players at the moment, Podverse, which has got an iPhone and an Android app, and CurioCaster, which is a web-based system. Both of those show live items and they give you notification. Well, Podverse gives me notifications on my phone. No Agenda Show uses it and a bunch of other shows connected with that. And it's just working. It's been working actually for quite a few months, really. The, the, the point there is uh, Fountain, which is another podcasting app, and I think Breeze, they're all working on building in the functionality to their apps to receive these notifications and to go live, which means you can go live from any platform or your own host or whatever it is. It doesn't matter, but it's not a, it's not a silo. It's not Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and it can be received on multiple apps. And that's that's it. And the glue in the middle, the thing that the message runs through, is high. Uh, and I think that that's... And we're not going to be recognised or noticed for this until it's huge. And then when it's huge, a lot of people are going to get the fright of their life. And they'll and they'll go, you know, and I've already had this, you know, when, when I set it up, it's like, why aren't you on Soul? And you get these people come onto our massive on thing and say you should do this on Sol, uh, Solana or whatever and you should do this on insert blockchain here and the the, the standard answer is, answer is show me the github code you know write it write the write the writer write the reader i wrote the reader i wrote the writer uh, alex gates took those and built them properly because he's a real software engineer not just a hacky kid like me but Nobody else, everybody comes along and says, oh, you should do this with lightning or you should do this with pleroma or pleurisy or whatever <laughs> whatever they've come up with, tuberculosis. I don't know, all these other systems they name. But nobody actually does it. And like one of my favorite accounts to heckle on Twitter is the one that keeps suggesting, what's it called? It's called change the code. It's the one that says Bitcoin is killing the planet because of all the energy. And every time they put out a tweet about how terrible Bitcoin is under the title, change the code, I reply, where's your pull request? You want to change the code of Bitcoin? Put in a pull request. It's there on GitHub. Go change it. Mm. So nobody's come with a better way of doing um, pod ping than Hive. And I'm proud. I I'm, I'm pleased with that. Well, you've been on here in the past and you've been very emphatic from your perspective you couldn't do this anywhere but high because first off i would imagine the the uh, timing is of the essence especially notifications timing is certainly of the essence so if you have a blockchain that is very slow to send out you invalidate you you got an issue there number one which you're probably only talking proof of work blockchains in in that instance but number two Every blockchain has some sort of transaction fee. So there's an expense to run this as opposed to, as, as we've discussed with Hive, you make an investment in the Hive. Your resource credits come from your investment. They recharge each day. You use 20% of your, your resource credits while well, they recharge and you're still holding your investment. And so yeah. is that still true? I mean, isn't that the, the ultimate disclaimer against what you get there? We'll build it on this area thing and say, how the hell can I do it? They got transaction fees. Is, is that still the case? The way around this, look, should we be using a blockchain? Well, the, the correct, you know, with infinite money, no, of course you wouldn't use a blockchain. You'd use a centralized database service, okay? But somebody has to pay for it and somebody has to run it. And somebody has to hold the keys to that service. And as soon as that happens, you've lost the decentralized and censorship-resistant nature that is open podcasting today. So that's my short pitch as to why it has to be a blockchain-based system. And it's only for the censorship resistance. And, you know, the reason blockchains have found any use at all is for money and uh stuff with value real value 
And and that's where you want a trustless system that, that you don't have to put your trust in one person or a corporation to be there and to run it indefinitely. And to podcasting, podcasting is that last remnant of the original internet. Even email has largely collapsed into a centralized mess because, you know, so many people are on Gmail. If you're, if you're mail shot, is flagged as spam by Gmail, you, you're you're out of the game. You you can't you can't get it through because email no longer has broad distributed systems um, the way it did at the beginning. Podcasting still does. There are multiple hosts. You can host it on your own. You can literally get a five dollar a month server and host your own podcast. Now, if your show gets really popular, you need to pay for more bandwidth and all that stuff. But in essence, you can host your own. And that's why PodPing, the notification system, had to be on a censorship resistance system. Uh, and exactly as you, you said, with the, 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 the difference between holding Hive as an investment, which gives me the resources, or, and almost every other blockchain-based system, which requires me to buy something and then spend the tokens to keep feeding the meter, to keep it going. It's, it's a wonderful difference. And, and, you know, all the way around the chain of high, because of the way we started, because we don't have that VC thing, or because the VC money that sort of went in at the beginning and, and that pre-mine has morphed into the, 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 the high fund, we, we wind up where... I can look around at the whole ecosystem and see it's almost all self-sustaining. You know, even I, I just started running a witness for the first time. And I and I really did that. It's a $50 a month box from Privex. I did that mostly because I wanted to have a, a witness that Podping uses that we can point all of our Podping things to. And just it's just ours. And I come to understand that even you know i'm only i'm i'm just outside the top 100 but i'm getting back i don't know 20 dollars a month or something like that of the 50 but because i'm i'm not trying to break even just on that service but i realize now that anybody in the top 50 you're you're more than breaking even and that's that is good for self sustainability it means that it's not a big investment in time or in effort or in money to run a hive witness and you're rewarded not with wealth not with super giant vast amounts you know and the top witnesses get paid properly but then you start to understand the other services and the level of hardware and care you need to maintain a top 20 spot yeah the money they get i think is i think is 100% worth it and throughout the ecosystem if we're we're lacking on one side, which is that we don't have the scale to mean that a lot of businesses can sort of set up and make money in in the sort of the classic internet, you know, gain a million, you know, like this GPT chat thing, which has gained a million users in a in a few weeks. Their issue is that they don't have the computer power to service those million people. So, and mm. and I don't know what their business model is going to be. People are going to pay to use that service, I think, because it is genuinely valuable but uh hive we've got we've got all of these tools and so i i'm convinced that somewhere we've got our splinter lands somewhere there's going to be some other gigantic system that, that just takes off i don't know if it'll be podping it probably is podping but podping isn't a money spinner but it's a it's so it's going to become so valuable to the podcast industry that when we ask them to contribute a thousand dollars a year, they will. They will. They'll do it on a value. For, we won't. We won't tell them to. But the hosts that are using it are already giving money to the podcast index on a value for value basis. The pitch is: these are open tools. We run these services in an open way. Do you value them? Have they? Have you reduced your costs elsewhere? Then pay some of it back. And I think. That's the value <clears throat> beyond the service that I run that's got the name value for value. The much bigger thing is shifting from this 
this advertising-based horrific system where, you know, it's an under-the-table transaction that goes on in the background to, uh, hey, how much is this service worth to you? Uh, you you know, you want it to continue? Yes. Okay. Keep, you know, make a contribution of how much it's worth to you. Now, I, you know, some contributions are going to be write some code. Some contributions are going to be talk about it, publicize it. But yeah, some people are going to actually pay. Well, I, I think my view on on uh, Podpink, and I'm I'm big on Hive being a decentralized database. I, I think the idea of a Wikipedia on Hive is just phenomenal. But I look at Podpink, and you were the first one to really use Hive as a decentralized database. That's essentially what you're doing. You're saying this is a decentralized database, decentralized infrastructure that I can tap into. I don't have a monthly fee. Um, I can do it for free. It's permissionless. I don't have to get a, a permission from anybody. I just need enough resource credits to do what I'm doing. Now you've gone above and beyond and started a witness node. And I, I think you said you were maybe looking into an API node at some point. But either way, um, it, it, what I see is the value of that is the value it brings to Hive is that now you are essentially inserting Hive as primary infrastructure into this industry because as you said all these apps these 15 percent that get their uh updates from podping this is now okay they may still have their other stuff running in the background as a backup but in in due time they'll end up dropping that as they gain more confidence in, in podping and not only is there the cost savings but now you've inserted hive as baseline infrastructure for their business. And if it works, they're not going to change in the next 90 days or even the next three years because it's like, we depend on it. It works. This is for our business. And they leave it. And that is the part that becomes impossible to quantify. What is that worth? Because as you said, it's not a money thing. It's not something where you can look at the application and say, hey, we got 125 million users that we brought to Hive. But you just built pipe into this industry that it's like they 15 percent can't do without and if that keeps growing to get 60 70 80 percent all of a sudden the industry can't do without it it's a it's what malcolm gladwell's book tipping point would be is that when one of the big guys who you know there's two sides to pod thing there's the receiver there's the senders and the receivers uh, and at the moment, the ma the biggest receiver that is using Podping is the Podcast Index, which you know because it, we 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 built it under their umbrella. So they watch Podping, and then they choose which shows to update based on what comes by on Podping. Now, for the other shows, for eight hundred thousand dead podcasts on Anchor owned by Spotify, of course they have to keep checking their RSS feeds, um, which is a pain in the ass. Um, but the tipping point for Podping is when Google, Amazon, or Spot, uh, Google, Amazon, Apple, or Spotify, any one of those or all of them can one day go, okay, we give in. We need to be looking at this. Now, if Spotify, for example, were to stop, uh, were to, were to use this for anchor, the whole, the whole industry would switch to Podping over in a moment because checking every one of the 800,000 or more dead podcasts on Anchor is a complete pain in the ass. Everybody knows that. Um, so we're just waiting, actually, for that. To be, now, we don't need it. I mean, it's not, it's not like the system works brilliantly without them. But, but the, the, the beauty of the Hive Podping system is that we've got scale. I mean, like... Just now, while we were doing the version 2.0 thing, <laughs> so it, it tended to be Dave and Alex working overnight while I was asleep. So they would try a new version. And Dave had some some issues with the, the software that he's written that sits in front of Podping. And, and it wasn't like going fast enough and he couldn't figure out why. And eventually at like two in the morning and I get I just see a signal batch of signal messages when I wake up at two in the morning, Alex told him to change one little parameter. And suddenly his system was like flying. 
So, hmm. so he says, okay, I'll send. So he sent like a thousand messages, you know, a thousand pod pings, test pod pings, which went out on live hive. And that, that worked, that like cleared in two minutes. It's like, oh, wow, great. So Alex says to him, send 10,000. So boom, out go 10,000. And that cleared in two and a half or three minutes. So, okay, send 100,000. So boom. So he sent basically a week's worth of pod pings all at once. And Hive just swallowed them and spat them out. And it took seven or eight minutes. And I, But I wake up in the morning to some graphs. And we're not talking big data. We're still tiny fractions of a percent of what Splinterlands do. Um, and I wake up and I've got these graphs with little blobs that show the hour, the minute by minute sort of how many pod pings were sent and how many URLs they carried. And I just have this like missile command picture on my screen of this giant nuclear explosion where Dave in the middle of the night sent 200,000 pod ping messages, <laughs> more than a week's worth. And it all went through in under an hour. So it's just one big giant hour blob. That, that obliterates my screen. Uh, and, you know, I just sort of went and said, look, guys, we're going to have to use MirrorNet. The, the point was, we didn't need to test that. That should have been tested on MirrorNet. We will do more testing on MirrorNet. But they were just amazed that it could do this. It, it can handle a capacity 100 or 200 times what we're throwing at it. Easily. Easily. Um, so, you know, we don't need to do that again. <laughs> and, and just, I don't know if it works this way, but just doing some quick math, if you're doing roughly 15%, that's only a 7x to get to 100%. Correct. And you say it could do 100 to 200 times what you're throwing at it. So yeah. that sounds to me like, well, you could easily cover all the podcasts and updates throughout the we entire I think we could cover all the blogs and all the live streams too. Easily. Easily. And and, and there's 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 efficiencies that we could add if we wanted to, but it just the the, the system that Block Trades and the guys and How Hour and all of them and whoever's contributed to core and, and the and the one block irreversibility now. I mean like we were always running Podping on the assumption of one block irreversibility because it's not financial so if somebody says they've updated their podcast and they haven't i don't care you know it's like it's not important um so we were always operating on that now with my other system where i pay money out where you know i receive a hive message with a lightning address and then i immediately pay the lightning um that i was taking a risk before because i was paying because it felt slow to wait 40 seconds for all the confirmations and having talked to block trades and realized how rare a reverse actually was. And now I don't even have to worry about that. So soon as I see a, a, a you know, a, a transfer come in, I pay the invoice and I put out a post actually a few weeks back comparing the speed of lightning, with the speed of high mm -hmm. and because I do payments both ways. I receive Lightning and then I pay Hive or I receive Hive and then I pay Lightning. And the Lightning invoices take 10 seconds minimum usually to process for me to send out and up to 20, 30, 40 and some of them up to 24 hours. But the 24 hour <laughs> ones are exceptional. But it's never as fast as Hive. And, you know, and so that's why I put out the little thing with bees being faster than Lightning. Um the the core, but the, the, but we're all working on a system which is just this undiscovered gem of a system which is just so it's and it's easy to use it's the 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 the, the nice regular usernames no stupid long hex codes I mean like today I used Leo Finance to do some uh, HBD to uh, to Polygon HBD Polygon HBD to USDC oh no to be it no. I did Onion. both. I did both Polygon. I did all of that. The main goal was to get it onto my crypto.com credit card to pay for a hotel this weekend. But <laughs> it's like everything is all these just giant, horrible strings and copy. Everything is easier on Hive. Well, one thing that you just did there, and, and I, I talk to John about this all the time because we make fun of him because he 
says he's not technologically advanced, but he's shown in the last few weeks that he really is. And uh, a lot of times when people talk about the technicals of the blockchain, and, and, and I hear this all the time, well, the best tech doesn't always win. Look at, at beta versus VHS. And it's like, well, okay, you pick one out of like 6,000 technologies and you keep going to that. It's like, look at what search engines. Who the hell won? Did Ask Jeeves win? No. Uh, Google came in and crushed everybody. But Lycos. We're showing our names now, guys. Belimo's just laughing his ass off. Dude, he, he said Missile Command a couple of minutes ago. Did you hear that? I right? I, I, I know. I, I'm throwing those in. But yeah. one of the things that people, I think, fail to, to grasp is and it's understandable, and he does a good job explaining it, but his, his primary purpose in not writing the point post is really to explain it, is like when Block Trades throws out one block irreversibility, he'll say what it is, and I've tried to post about it and, and get it, and I use a financial <laughs> term, settlement, but you just summed it up from an application standpoint, what it means. What yeah. that means is settlement, if it takes 45 seconds for a block to become irreversible. You as an application have to decide, am I going to wait the 45 seconds for full-blown confirmation before I process this transaction or not? Now, 45 seconds isn't the end of the world, but as Block Trades came on when he was on, he said, and you just said it, it's a rarity, but it does happen. It could be 24 or 48 hours you get the confirmation on Bitcoin and it's rejected and it's like, oh, yeah. shit. And so if you process that, you, you just lost your money. And this is the key. When we talk about this technology and it's there, it's not so much, well, we have this and nobody else does. It's we have this and somebody like Brian, it affects him. And this is how he picks up and runs with it. Now, you said uh, for value, for value, you weren't worrying about because it's always just small amounts and the amount of reverse blocks is so rare. You didn't think it was worth a risk, but you potentially could have. And if you had, let's say, a download tied to it, let's say you have an application, it's like you pay me and then your download will start. Oh, no, my, my Lightning thing was worse than that because my, I was literally giving money away. And, yeah. and Lightning is, I cannot recall a Lightning transaction. There's no reverse. In fact, it's, it's worse than, you know, like if somebody erroneously sends me Hive and I have to re refund it, at least I know who to send it back to. Lightning transactions, when they come in, you don't know where they even came from. You, yeah. There's literally, I don't even have a button to reverse a lightning transaction if it comes to me wrong. Uh, somebody has to find some other way to contact me and there's no me there's no messaging system. So, uh, they yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Oh. The message you, the write a blog post, <laughs> Brian of London, if yeah. you see this. Crypto Twitter. Uh, yeah, but it was like the woman in Venezuela who, 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 whose transaction, I knew, I knew what had happened. You know, I, I watched, I watched my machine mess up because I, did something and um, sent her back her change and paid her lightning invoice. And it was $5. I paid her $5 lightning invoice and I sent back her 5 HBD. And she contacted me the next day asking how she could give back the 5 HBD that she knew was not supposed to be hers. I mean, that's a, again, that's another, that's a part of this. Uh, the bit, you know, I, my little spiel here is because I'm, again, I'm, I'm gathering votes for, uh, for, for my next proposal, number 244. Uh, and I've taken, I've done, I just want to say one thing. For the first time ever, I wrote an automated script that put comments on people's posts who had voted for me in the past, but were not currently voting for me. And I, I, took, I thought long and hard before doing that because I thought it's a bit spammy and so on. But the vast, overwhelming number of replies I got were, Oh, thank you for pointing this out. And then they vote. Uh, and it, it's about this community thing. It's like, I wouldn't spam everybody. I just, I know that's a bad thing to do. And I'm just, I'm continually surprised by how we have this combination of both community, technology, and non-technology. I, I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm really honored to be working within it. Uh, and yeah, proposal 244. I, you know, ultimately, hopefully, Block Trades will vote for it. And, and, you know, his vote does carry a lot of weight. But 
my goal when I put these things out, and it's a week since my last one ended, my goal is to gather as many votes and as many comments from the community because I want to keep taking the temperature. And again, I put in for a six-month proposal, not a year, not two years, and that's deliberate. I mean, it's easier to put in a two-year one and then I have to worry about it because the chances of being unvoted unless you do something really horrible, I, I understand, is small. My philosophy with this is I'm producing, especially in the value for value and this 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 ability to exchange small amounts of funds, I don't think it will ever be super commercial, not at Hive's current scale. I, I don't think it's going to be the sort of service you can make a lot of money on. But I think it's such a valuable service. And when it can be funded, not not to support, I, I mean, it's breaking even. I'm not losing money on each trade, uh, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing Sam bank, uh, Bankster fraud levels of uh, accounting going on here. And I do not have any properties in the Bahamas or yachts. Uh, so it would appear that um, I'm not making vast amounts of money on it. Uh, and, and, you know, the account, I haven't, but I haven't done... Have I done the, the most? I've, I've done pretty good accounting, but I know that whether I make, you know, $10 a month or I lose $10 a month on it, that's not what matters. I think it's this service and it's this plugging hive into the lightning world where people are raising $5.7 million to build more tools. And when I see, you know, my friends at Breeze raise $5 million or whatever it is, to build lightning service uh, things. I like, that's money that, that's coming to us. That's money for high. Because all it takes is my little work uh, for $50,000. You know, that connects us to, to $5 million there and $70 million at lightning nabs. And, and, and that's the other thing is the VC, the, the so-called crypto VC world has completely collapsed. It, it, it was all wiped out by FTX, but the bits that were not wiped out are now struggling to find anything to put their money into, because what isn't a scam? And we know that everything with a pre-mine and all of this stuff, that's a scam. And all of those, you know, the Andreessen Horowitz token things where they just dump the token on retail, I don't think that's going to be so easy to do over the next nine months to 18 months they'll have to look for a new gig uh and so i think they're going to invest in lightning companies uh i think they'll waste a lot of money again uh, a lot of it won't work but some of it might and i think especially like we're jump i'm jumping around as i always do but like for example there's just been a very big bitcoin conference in africa which uh, uh jack dorsey was at and a whole bunch of people that's very important because our stuff, Hive, Lightning, the, the real technologies that work, they're not going to change France and they're not going to change America or Canada anytime soon because we've all got contactless payments and visa cards and all of that infrastructure. But Africa, South America already, you know, the Cuban and like, I don't know if you, you saw this. OpenSea has just dumped Cuba. If you were a create a so-called creator using Web3 to sell your NFTs and you were in Cuba, suddenly MetaMask no longer works in Cuba. How Web3 is that? Yeah. Whereas all of our Hive users in Cuba, we wouldn't even know how to block Cuba, would we? I don't know how to block Cuba. <laughs> Do you know? No. That's amazing when you think about it. Like, you know, you said it kind of tongue in cheek about, you know, Web3 creator, but it just, it absolutely kills me, Dry. And this is, you know, beating a dead horse with you guys on this show, but, um, you know, seeing the Web3 brand from all the creators out there and all the, I'm so in it for the tech crypto people. And it's like, how can, MetaMask can do that. How, how decent, how is that decentralization? How is that Web3? Blows my I, Listen, I like, you know, Again, I see I see NFTs as their space within the value for value world. If I'm going to buy an like I bought my you know Hive punks and stuff, but I was doing that because it was a cool project and I wanted to support the developer who did it. I liked the project, 
I'm not. It was not an investment in inherent value. I, I don't care what they cost or what what I. I did it because that was a cool piece of tech. Has it found its use beyond that yet? No. Will it? Maybe. But it's a cool piece of tech. That's what I was doing when I was buying it. If I buy an NFT from an artist that I see on Hive, it will be because I want to give some money to that artist. And if I get a possession or a badge or anything in return, that's great. But this 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 whole overblown, oversold with celebrities, that's crap. And it and it was obviously crap. And I hope that, you know, collapses and goes away. But you know, I will I do send money to the creators that I listen to. I the, the podcasts that I listen to that have streaming sats, I stream sats to them. I hit boost buttons. I send them boosts outside of I. Um, I've said this before that, you know, I'm going to promote uh, actually, oh, another, I'll announce it here actually. Exclusive. Uh, early in January, I'm going to be working with a company called Konshax, uh, German, so they don't know what the name sounds like in English, but Konshax uh builds a they they they're building a really nice um uh, dashboard that shows you the streaming sats that you've received on your show and i'm basically giving them an api access to all of the 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 lightning data i've already co- collected and i think when i have that i'm going to be able to show creators on 3speak and oriel one guys are, are working to improve their connection with me as well They'll get a dashboard that says, so, so and so, you know, you've had this many people listening to this many minutes and a boost was sent at this minute. And I've had trouble pushing the value for value streaming sats uh, story within 3Speak because we make so much more money <laughs> on Hive with upvotes that, you know, if you, I, I guess you guys have probably received $5 total. From streaming sats, you know, it's it's a bit of a joke. Uh, one upvote from me is more than the sats you'll get in a week. But when people start to see the data, and we just we just gotta, it's building, it's building and building and building, and it's going to go outside of Hive, and and Hive will be a great way in the middle to watch this all happen. Well, that that's the interesting progression since you first started coming on the show is John and I have had the a, a front row seat because you've come on uh, a number of times. We've actually got to see the progression of, of both of your projects. And I mean, I, I remember when you came on and you said with Pod, Podping, well, we just got to keep get keep it running and we got it's going for two months, and when it's at six months, then we have enough data to show. Well, maybe somebody will sign sign up. And you know, Christ, you got to be about two years into Podping now. I don't know exactly how long it's yeah, been. It is. Um, it's been going eighteen months solid without. I think. Months. I think. I think there was one hour, one hour forty minutes at some point where there were no Podping sent, uh, and I'm not sure why. Sometimes, but but other than that, we've got almost two years of. Of pod things. It's amazing. Yeah. So now you have a track record where anybody who questions it, it's like, well, yeah, we've run for two years straight and here, here's all the data. And now when you put out, uh, I mean, I, I, I just love numbers and I, John, I beat him all the time. So you got to put out more numbers with your projects. But one of the things, I mean, when you put out that 15% of all podcasts are now indexed and, and put out by and received from Podpink. I mean, that's a number where it's like, if somebody steps back and thinks about that, it's like, wow. I mean, what you just said, you know, that one hour you did a thousand and seventy six um, feeds, you know, uh, po- podcasts being updated in one hour on on high. It's like twenty thousand a day. It's like okay, five days. That's a hundred thousand, fifty thousand. That's a million podcast updates in a, in 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 less than two months. <laughs> I, I mean, that is just it shows you just how important this is and it shows you the progression it is. And that's only 15% of the market. What if you get a, half the market? What will those numbers look like? And I think that's what people need to understand. You're adding more value to this service. And again, I'm focusing on Podping, um, but you're adding more value to this service that says to these uh, podcasting applications, 
Look at what we have here. Not, not only can you save money, now we have notifications. By the way, when will you think that will be released? It's released. It's a matter of when will parts of the podcasting and live streaming world build their front oh, ends okay. to, to, to sort of use it. And that's a, that is a bigger issue. Uh, uh, it's a chicken and egg type thing. It's like, well, why would I build this feature if only one player is going to see it? But but then we need if we add more shows, then more players would be. It's, it's coming, um, but it, it is a big thing now. Doctor Lobes is asking why no podcast. I used to do okay. these podcasts on my phone. Uh, my front face. I've got a terribly old iPhone X. Uh, the front-facing camera microphone doesn't work anymore, so I couldn't do periscopes anymore. I'm wait. I'm going to get an iPhone 14 at some point soon, and I I just you know what I just got into this coding zone. So like when I did that thing with um, Jennifer the other night, actually I should do more of that. I like having someone to talk to. Uh, so and I'm 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 happy to go on other people's shows, but yes. Uh, I, I should do more podcast. I should do my own proper podcast. Well, I said it's because you're trolling all the maxis. Like, you're too busy. With I that. am trolling. But I could troll them with a podcast. That's true. true. Yes. But mean, they don't invite me on their podcast. If it's a choice between Brian spending his time making a podcast or Brian spending his time coding something that's going to change the podcast and world, no offense, Brian, but I'd rather have you yeah, coding. The coding <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there are enough podcasts to listen to, I think. There's a few out there. <laughs> You know, John, John but, uh, and I do a few and we just fill things up. Uh, now, here's a question, and I, I don't know, but like you, I don't know what had to happen, but you said you turned three speak videos, every three speak videos, essentially a podcast. Do yeah. you have the capability to do that with YouTube videos or is that something that Google has to implement? No. Google okay. had that and Google cut that. At the very beginning of Google, Every YouTube channel was an RSS feed, and you could load any YouTube channel in an RSS reader, including Google Reader, which, uh, and, and they would just show up as podcasts. And Google destroyed that when it got YouTube. And the reason it had to destroy that was because it, podcasting, you, you lose control of the frame around the content, which is oh. where... Google make the money. Uh, so they make money by interstitial. Ad now, people are starting to do insert adverts into podcasts, which is a horrible thing, but whatever. Okay, they, they want to do automated advert inserts. I hope it fails, but whatever. But that's why Google killed the RSS readers on their site. That they had it, and and when when we put RSS feeds onto all the three speak videos, which means you know, and Matt Starker's Matt loves this. He 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 watches three speak videos on the Apple Podcasts app because just because he can, because it's like counter, it's 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 like not what Apple want, but their player still loads any RSS feed, so you can watch any three speak channel, yours included. I mean, God. God help us, uh, on an Apple iPhone in the Apple-made podcasts app. You know, the one that they banned Alex Jones from. <laughs> now, what about something like BitChute? Same problem, they'd have to... Uh... BitChute can do it. And, and, and I don't know if Rumble does. I, ultimately, I think that the way forward is for all of these independent sites and and this is also where Speak Network comes in. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that's the way we have to drive all these. And they should also. I would love as soon as we've got this to a slightly more advanced degree with the um, live notifications. I want. I've actually got a line to Rumble, which I will pick up and use when I when I get the chance. I will call Rumble and I'll say, "Look, why don't you do pod pings? Why don't you send out live notifications on pod ping?" Uh, and people can then watch your live streams on Podverse and whatever other app wants to set up. And what that does is, you see, that creates a problem for this censorship at Apple. So if Apple wants to ban Rumble's app, okay, ban Rumble's app. But if they're sending out a pod ping and any player that can play a video stream is receiving the pod pings, 
that means there can be 25 new apps that can all show Rumble pod, Rumble live streams that can all be in the app store within a week. How do you stop that? And the reason you take it out of Apple's control is because you make the notification system open. You make everything open. The components of all of it is, must be open using open protocols. And Hive, at this point, the way we're using Podping, Podping is a protocol. It is not, uh, it's not a sort of an application or a DAP. It is an actual protocol. You know, we've written the code that writes most of the pod pins, but uh, Ken, who does HiveTube, he wrote his own code because he's comfortable writing custom JSONs to Hive. He, I didn't have to give him any code to do that. He just knew him. I just, I pointed him at one pod ping on the, the block explorer. And he said, oh yeah, that's easy. Boom. Wrote the code in a, in, in a couple of hours. That was that. And, and his pod pings are indistinguishable from the ones that are sent out using the software that we made. And, and I can't stop them. No one can stop them. So are you saying there's more than one pod ping? Uh, is, uh, because I know you were in the past and you said you at some point you want to open this up and other people to, to run it. Uh, is there more than just you running yeah. this service at this point? Well, okay. Dave Jones runs a system called podpingblock.cloud. That has got five accounts associated with it called podping. Have we frozen? Uh, podping.a.b.c. D and E. Those are all run by Dave. Um, okay. Actually, I've got, a, I've got another window here that keeps causing problems. Um, and then there's podping.spk. That's me. I run that. That's podping. Oh, okay. That's the Speak Network ones. Then um, Ken's doing one for HiveTube uh, for testing. There's there's a few other test accounts that are, that send podpings every now and then. So yeah. We've got a so it's range not just of you running this whole thing. There's at least three that we know of. Uh, yes. yes. And in fact, some other service showed up the other night and sent out a bunch of pod things do, doing testing. Uh, and I, I like, again, I woke up to that and asked and I sort of asked around and found out who, who that was. But this is the point is I don't control this. I can't control it. Um, if someone comes along and spams, we'll just ignore spammy ones. But anybody who wants to spam will have to buy Hive <laughs> in order to spam. I won't give them any resource credits. Now, I do run the resource credit system for all the podping.cloud accounts. And I've written a bot that sort of keeps them all topped up and keeps them all sitting between 25 and 40% RCs. It's quite clever. I'm quite proud of that. But I won't do that for everyone. Um, but that's the thing. We've built a protocol. We've built a system. You you can just put your, you know, it's like TCP IP. Once, once you've got your network connection to the internet, you can send packets. It's like sending a packet. I don't know if John has any questions, but my final question is what's next uh, for either Podping? You, you mentioned this uh, collaboration that you may be going in, into January. Yeah. Uh, what's next for Podping and value for value and, and maybe go through the proposal briefly. What's the money for? The money, well, the money, essentially, uh, I've scaled back on my, I have a company in Israel that my brother-in-law runs, but I stopped taking a salary and I, this is, I, I've become a full-time dev, uh, full-time dev, full-time DevOps. I keep the systems running. Um, and I'm still, what I had wanted to do was to open source the main code. And I'm still trying to do that. Um, I've showed it to a couple of people privately, but the, and, and in theory, I could open source it, but I just, it was like the first major thing I've ever written. Uh, and I am, technically nervous that I might expose weaknesses. Uh, so over the next six months, I really want someone else to look at it, refactor it and make it public. Then I want to try and find maybe one, maybe two people, possibly in South America or somewhere to run a lightning node and to run the service as well as me. So that's a big deal. Um, so that decentralizes it. Thing is that it doesn't really have the level of activity at the moment necessary to, to justify that but 
when supported by the DHF, it does. And, and it should. It shouldn't be just me running it. There should be two systems. Um, then I'm going to do this, this link up with Conchax, which will give me a beautiful dashboard that hopefully will make the whole value for value with streaming sats and podcasts more useful for people on high. And then they'll start to understand why it's a good idea. And, and then they can start the whole loop, which is promoting it to their audiences and say, hey, listen to me on Fountain and stream some sats if you find this, this show good. Uh, that's the, the big thing. And then there's, there's a bunch of other stuff going on within Lightning. Like, for example, there's something I want to look into very closely, which is I could run a service where people have a Lightning wallet on my node. Uh, there's, a, there's a piece of software called LMBits. It's, I would need to develop uh, some Hive plugins for it or pay someone to do that. And I'm, I'm looking at that right now. And then instead of converting everybody's sats to Hive, if they wanted, if they log on and say, I'd rather receive sats, I could give them a wallet that, say, held up to 200,000 sats. And I would just, the sats would come in. I wouldn't do any conversion. I would just put them in their own wallet. And that, and that wallet they could attach to an app on their phone. They could use it as a Lightning wallet. But, they, but there would also be a button that just says, okay, just put it straight into my Hive account. Now, that, that's an issue because it means I'm holding other people's money, which I keep trying to avoid doing. So I'm thinking really hard about that. But what I might do is have a limit so that if it gets over $50, I just send the excess to their Hive account. You know, it's like, I just don't want to be holding money. Uh, I don't want to be Sam Bankster fraud. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be uh, able to, to, you know, commingle funds and uh, i don't want i just don't want that i that's not my goal in life uh and and of course you know in the meantime as well i'm fighting this this legal action with andrew and in fact we're going to be going both of us are going to be going to australia in february um because we have two days of court booked and we're going to crucify them i shouldn't say that but well what a crappy, crappy case they put forward. Um, uh, so I'll be going with him because, you know, he'll look silly sitting on his own in court against like eight lawyers from him. <laughs> eight lawyers and two barristers and whatever else these, these arseholes bring. So yeah, that, that's, that's what this is. It's, it's ongoing. The bottom line is, We've got this opportunity in Hive to build cool stuff where we don't we don't always have to build it to make a profit immediately. Uh, and I keep saying this: I don't, I'm never going to make significant money outside of the what DHF pays me um, from from this service because I'm never going to want it to charge enough to to be, you know, a, a, a full-scale exchange. And it's not going to do, you know, I don't know, leveraged lending and any of the other uh, tricks that, that these people made uh, popular. Yeah, and, and then uh, a lot of this is infrastructure. So, I mean, uh, infrastructure is not a, doesn't generate an ROI yeah. directly. It, it's you create the infrastructure I'm... and what's built on it is what creates the ROI. My little Privex bill is sort of creeping up, you know, sort of I'm up to three servers there, plus my my lightning node at volt at voltage and so on. But it's it's good. It's it's I like it. And I like my all my my Privex boxes are all in Sweden. I really should have for failover and backups and stuff like that. So again, I'm learning all this as I go along, and I'm I'm wonderfully grateful that the the DHF is the vehicle by which. I am able to learn to do this. You know, I, I came into this thinking I was going to be a project manager and just hand out money to people. But I looked at the rates that you have to pay and I looked at my own skill set and I looked at what makes me happy. And I'm far happier slowly doing it myself than, than trying to be a project manager again, which I never really enjoyed all that much anyway. And and then people just deliver something to you that's like 80% as good as you know you could have done yourself. So I'd rather do it myself. 
Well, what I like about you, Brian, and, and it keeps in line with what we talk about on the show, you go into everything looking at decentralization. You hold that value high. And like you just said, you, you got your Privex servers and they're all in one country. And you're even looking at that and saying, okay, it's not a top priority, but at some point you got to look at this and say, okay, maybe I need to get these on four separate continents or something like that. And, you know, these are things. hundred percent. These I mean, right things. now, they're even in the same rack, actually, because they're on the same local network with, with almost con almost sequential IP addresses, which is fantastic because my database server talks quickly to the box, that, that which I call ping slurp. The, the, the thing I have that, that watches all the pod pings is called ping slurp. Uh, but yeah, I need, I need a bit of uh, geographic diversity and and I need to learn a whole lot more actually about DevOps because I've become a I'm running systems now. <laughs> well if you have any questions just DM John and he'll if he doesn't <laughs> in the right direction he's it no sounds like Blaine is the guy I need actually. Oh dude I taught Blaine everything he knows. Everything. <laughs> Absolutely everything. The second he started giving technical advice to block trades, a monster was created, and we can't exactly. put that thing back in the bottle. I mean, John Go, the technician, is, I mean, he's just being see, Blaine's, Blaine's watching. See him? See him? I see. Yeah. I just just <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've got to go off and watch uh, Croatia v. Uh, Argentina, and I suspect the peer pressure will be to support Argentina, but I will be thinking of Lord Butterfly. Uh, Yes. With nothing, have you met Lord Blatt, Lord Butterfly? No, but he's definitely a character on on Twitter. From, for sure. from the name, you see, I had I don't know I don't know what I had expected, but Lord Butterfly does not look like a butterfly. Anyway, I'll, <laughs> that's all I'll say. <laughs> he's a legend. Man. He's definitely a legend. <laughs> well, Brian, so, good luck, Croatia. I appreciate it. Thank Dude. you very much for having you guys. This is like a I like this and vote. Proposal two four four. I'd be very happy yep. to see a few more votes coming. Right and, uh, yeah. and and if you don't want to vote for two four four, tell me why and tell me what I can do better or or, or you know that that's really valuable to me as well because I'm really interested in understanding how people are thinking. Absolutely. All right, sir. Enjoy the party and uh, thanks for hanging out, man. Ciao, You're Brian. Welcome. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.